It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 496 of Locked On Raptors for Saturday, April 19th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. That's not, I'm not from LockedOnRaptors.com. I'm Ron Burgundying right now. I have a script I haven't changed for two years. <laughs> right. And it's Friday. Is this one for tomorrow? Is it Friday? Yeah. Oh, shit. Friday, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm in Saturday brain. Anyway, okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 496 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, April 19th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team focus shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked On NFL going right now with a Locked On mock draft that's going on ahead of the NFL draft, which is uh, next week. I don't actually know because I have not followed it at all. But if you are a follower of the NFL draft, you can check out Locked on NFL to get all of the coverage you need there. And of course, all the team-focused NBA shows are going strong right now. If you are interested in a team that's in the playoffs, you want to hear about how the Nuggets are down 2-1 to the Spurs, listen to not Locked on Nuggets and Locked on Spurs, and you'll get all of the info you need on those two teams. Uh, if you want to support a show on the network, also please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you get your podcasts. It's very much appreciated. Also, Himalaya, new podcast app that we have a partnership with the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's great for personally curating your own podcast playlist, so give it a shot if you are in the market for a new podcast app. All right, on today's show, it's the day of Game 3. The Raptors take on the Magic in their third game at Amway Arena, Amway Center, whatever Orlando plays in on uh, Friday night, and joining me to talk about that and talk about some of the, I don't know, storylines that are coursing through this and all Raptors playoff series that are to come uh, as we you know as we live in the era of like free agency and anxiety and all this stuff joining me to talk about all of that is uh, free agent uh, basketball <laughs> writer now uh, and uh, one of our favorite people it's Kelsey O'Brien Kelsey what's up not much how are you I am uh I'm doing okay it's good Friday not working it's fantastic there's nothing to complain about it's, Easter uh, chocolate yeah the oh, on deck. I know honestly I've kind of the, the thing with the Easter chocolate a I find Easter chocolate to be the worst of the seasonal chocolates it's like 
mini eggs like smash your teeth and cream eggs like you can have one and then you're like sick um i so yeah i don't really mess with easter chocolate as much as i do like christmas cookies and halloween halloween candy and stuff what are your uh i mean you have kids so i guess easter is probably more of a thing for you what's the uh what's the kelsey o'brien easter tradition slash uh thoughts on easter chocolate well of all the holidays easter is probably my least favorite it just Mm. feels so pointless like jesus aside (laughs) (laughs) i don't really i don't really mess with easter either but you're right about the easter chocolate and also the only good one is the reese eggs Mm -hmm. because it's like a squishier reese cup yeah so if i could live in a world where that's all we had on easter i'd be totally fine with that that's a really good one. Do they have the Reese's Clusters at this time of year as well? Because that's my favorite Christmas chocolate. Um, I think that's only Christmas. Oh, those are those are the bomb. Um, but yeah, Reese's eggs. I'll mess with those too. But even then, you have too many of those, and you just like feel like you want to die. But it's yeah. a good. It's a. I mean, it's a good wanting to die. I suppose we should probably talk about the Raptors. I guess. <laughs> um, they. Uh, yeah, as I alluded to, they take on the Orlando Magic tonight. Orlando's first home playoff game since 2012, which is cool for them. Uh, are you feeling? Are you are you jazzed up for this one? Is it like is there anxiety ta- attached to it? I know there was like a lot of um, despair going into game two. It might have been more. My theory on the feelings going into game two is that they're more like performative despair because Raptors fans just kind of have to be sad, and you know game one gave a lot of reason to be sad. But at the same time, this is the Magic. This Raptors team has Kawhi Leonard, and I don't think. Like, I think the safest bet of the entire playoffs was the Raptors were going to win game two, so I wasn't particularly concerned, really, outside of the regular sort of playoff feelings, but uh, I don't know. How are you feeling ahead of game three? Um, I'm feeling more confident than I was for game two. I mean, game one was kind of like a, a slap in the face, but it's a slap that we're used to. Mm-hmm. So, and game two, it seems like the Raptors have everything figured out. But then again, because we are suffering Raptors fans, I don't really want to um, put too much stock in being confident. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to say that they're going to win. I don't want to say Raps in five mm-hmm. because then it won't happen. <laughs> yeah, I have not subscribed to the superstition in the way that I normally have. I call Raptors at a sweep and then I call Raptors in five and I still feel pretty good about it. Um, but I understand. <laughs> like... Don't get me wrong. I entirely understand the trepidation that comes with a Raptors playoff series. I just think, like, the Magic, while a fun story, are just totally unable to score. And I think the thing that really gives me confidence is that the Raptors' defense is... I mean, think about it last year, right? The Raptors' defense was the thing that cost them against the Cavs. The offense was fine. Kyle Lowry was fine. DeMar, you know, not so good. But, like, it was the defense where they just had no ability to defend elite offenses which was a stat that was thrown out there all season long and it was just kind of sitting in our faces and everyone kind of ignored it myself included myself one of the most guilty probably um and so like the defense was the problem last year and i just i don't foresee a world in which that's a problem for this year's team the offense feels like it's going to get what it's going to get Kawhi is like a nice little cheat code when you're not getting you know great stuff out of the half court it's just like all right go 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 do your thing Kawhi, and go dunk at the rim five times with nobody guarding you um and so that's kind of the source of my confidence is that i just think the defense is just so scaled up and is going to be fine no matter who they play 
Um, and like the magic, while nice, I, I think they did a pretty good job of sort of stymieing the Vucevic, Augustine pick and roll and stuff. And that's sort of like where all of their, their, their danger comes from, right? And so that's where I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, what do you like? I'm really curious what this crowd's going to be like. Because Raptors fans, I mean, you think back to like 2014. The, the crowd for Raptors games, like after such a long layoff from the playoffs, was absurd. It was crazy. It was amazing. Um, and there was, I guess, just kind of two ways that it could go, right? There's the game one thing where it's like too big and everyone's scared. And or there's like the game two thing, which is oh yeah, the the crowd's amazing. It's like it's powering whatever they're doing, and everyone's feeling great about it. And the Jurassic Park's going nuts. Blah 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 blah. What are you envisioning being like the Orlando crowd factor? And like, do you, do you worry that it's going to sort of swing the game tonight? No, I, I don't worry at all. I don't. When you think of like Raptors fans, you can you can pretty much picture like every sort of demographic in your head mm-hmm. but when you think of Orlando fans like who's there who's going to these games it's Betsy not like DeVos. they're regularly selling out arenas I mean most of their halftime shows are like the old people dancing right so I have no idea I, I think there will be a significant amount of rappers fans just because it is a long weekend and it is like the time of year where you take your kids to Disney mm-hmm so I'm not worried about the Orlando crowd at all. Yeah, I don't think I am either. It's just an interesting little... Uh... Plus, Orlando's like a weird place. So. <laughs> Apologies to all, all Orlando fans. Although I've yeah. had my run-ins with Orlando not fans all. already on the internet for, during this series. It's been not, not a treat. But um, yeah, I, I think... I'm, I'm happy for Orlando fans. I'm glad they get to, like, have a home playoff game. That's fun. But I kind of think the Raptors are going to just, like, choke the life out of them. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about tonight. That's that's where I'm at. Um, if things go horribly, we'll do a podcast tomorrow, which I eat more crow because Lord knows I do that all the time. But uh, I, I feel pretty good. Before we continue the podcast, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that is WiseCam. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only $20. 1080p full HD, images so clear you won't miss a thing, night vision, and two-way audio. You get it all with WiseCam. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products into every single home, make them accessible to everyone. Check on your home anytime with Wise's app's live stream. Connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus, live stream with eight times digital zoom. You get free 14-day rolling cloud storage with Wise as well with no subscriptions required and you can Add any camera for 20 bucks. It's just you can have 10 cameras if you want. You know, I want to watch the birds in the bird feeder. I want to watch the kids in the playroom. I want to watch the stove when I have uh, cook food on the stove and I want to go sit down and have a glass of wine. You can do all of that with Wise and it's only $20 a camera. Again, no subscriptions and you get 14-day free rolling cloud storage. You want more, they have that too. For just $10 more, Wise Campan gives you 360-degree coverage in under three seconds. Life moves fast. Your camera should too. It's got 110 degree per second rotation speed, 
360 degree horizontal range and a 93 degree vertical range. Patrol your room with pan scan. You can set the camera's patrol route with up to four custom waypoints. You can track the action as well. With WiseCam Pan, it automatically detects tags and tracks motion within its field of view. Keeping up with life in real time has never been so easy. It also works with Alexa or whatever other smart smart speaker you have. It also works with any mobile device. You could be in Europe, for example, and you're on vacation. You want to check in on what's going on at home. You can check in on the Wise app on your mobile phone from anywhere. And also, again, free 14-day rolling cloud storage with no subscriptions. That is such a great feature. And to get the very best price on Wise, go to wise.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price. That is wise.com, W-Y-Z-E dot com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price on WiseCam. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I didn't really want to talk all that much about Game 2 on this podcast, Kelsey, because I think there are like interesting things at play with this Raps team and this Raps playoff run that are not on the court. And it's it's interesting, but also like frustrating and exhausting. And it's kind of doing everything it can to take away the enjoyment of what's going on. And like, it's, we'll just talk, it's the elephant in the room. It's the Kawhi Leonard thing, right? And it seems like every time he's going to have a big game, the conversation will be for two seconds on how good he was. And then for two minutes, it'll be, oh, but is he going to be there for very long? And I'm just wondering how you're sort of reconciling all that as a fan trying to like enjoy the playoffs with this thing hanging over, which I know going into the season, everyone was like, yeah, this is a a one-year thing. That's fine. You know, whatever. They got him for one year. That's cool. He'll move on. That's not a big deal. It was still worth it. The trade made sense, blah, blah, blah. But as the season's gone along and you get like attached to Kawhi as a player on the Raptors and he eats beef dick on uh, Serge Ibaka's <laughs> cooking show and he becomes a more sort of likable, I won't say knowable, but like just sort of a guy who you feel like you could root for a little bit more. It, it does get a little bit sort of anxious thinking about him leaving, right? And it's going to be inescapable. It's going to be a thing that's talked about the entire postseason. And the Raptors aren't the only ones dealing with this. Obviously, there's Jimmy Butler with the Sixers and Kyrie with the Celtics and KD with the Warriors. Like, this is happening for a whole bunch of teams. But how are you trying – are you able to go about enjoying, like, the individual in-the-moment games with all of this stuff hanging over everything? And, and if so, how are you going about enjoying it? I'm definitely enjoying it because he's saying, <laughs> first and foremost. But I think even if – I wasn't confident that he is staying. I think it would still be enjoyable because we still he's still a raptor. Mm-hmm. Whether it's for five minutes or five years, he's still a raptor. Yeah. And if he does leave, that's a big contract. That's a lot of money that's going to be left over to sign someone else. And like you said, there are other big free agents, Jimmy Butler, KD, um, whatever's going on with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't eat beef dick and then leave. <laughs> Maybe we just found the you just found the title of the podcast or of Kelsey O'Brien's autobiography. Yeah, <laughs> you don't eat beef dick and leave. <laughs> but I'm so confident that he's saying that I don't even like 
when we're watching these games, I'm not even thinking, oh my God, he's going to leave. I mean, after game one, I kind of did because it's like, okay, if we can't beat the Orlando Magic in round one, mm-hmm. I don't really see, I wouldn't see a point in staying either. But then he himself has also talked about, you know, the things that they're building and the, the chemistry they're building and what they're working towards. And he never said what we're working towards this season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's those are all good points. I, as much as I believe, I want to believe he's staying and in my heart of hearts. And I did like, you know, a three week, yeah. 20,000 <laughs> word dumb post about it. Uh, like, there's obviously still the specter of him leaving even if there are lots of signs pointing towards why he would want to stay and i feel like we probably it's probably like a little bit of like an endowment effect where it's like oh yeah like look how great our situation is and everyone else's is bad and in the raptors case that's actually probably more true than most most teams because the raptors are actually in a very good place um as a franchise and Masai and like everything that they've done this year to convince Kawhi like it's all been very good and so you know I I feel pretty good about at least the pitch they've made I'm not gonna leave if he does leave this summer I'm not gonna sit there and say damn the Raptors could have done this or this and they screwed up here like they've done everything and that is I I guess what you got to be happy about and you know kind of use to console yourself if he does leave um but there are like there's always noise after after games and after a big performance and so the big thing this week, which I didn't realize until yesterday it happened, but it happened, I guess, Wednesday night on the jump, was Brian Windhorst talking about how Kawhi, you know, people within the league think he's going to leave and think he wants to be on the West Coast, but also sort of adding the caveat that Kawhi doesn't share his feelings at all, so it's hard to read. So, I don't know. Did you see this from Brian Windhorst, and, like, did this change how you're feeling at all, or is it just, like another bit of noise that you're just trying to ignore because I would like to try to ignore it but Brian Winors does know stuff and that gives me a little bit of pause and it's eating into my way my, my trying to my my like attempts to enjoy it all it sucks I don't want to be this way I don't want to be like anxious and concerned every time some national writer opens their mouth about it but when Windhorse talks like I kind of listen even if sometimes he's just kind of stirring the pot uh, what what were, your, what were your reactions to what he said on the jump with Tracy McGrady and Rachel Nichols? Well, first of all, I think that what Wendy did was just um, take his script from last year <laughs> and change Paul George to Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> and we all saw how that worked out, right? So, And the thing is, you have to think about who these writers are connected to. And obviously, Brian Windhorst is very connected to LeBron James and LeBron James's camp. And we've all seen what's going down in L.A. And if you were LeBron, you would want to try and recruit another superstar there you would want to try and you know plant those seeds out in the news and in the media and what better mouthpiece than through Brian Windhorse Mm -hmm. so I think it's more of a oh he wants to be here but they're trying to tell him that he wants to be here Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think that he's made his mind up yet Mm -hmm. but I don't think that anything that Brian Windhorse is saying has any truth to it and yeah. I mean, when you think about Kawhi's camp, who's in Kawhi's camp? His mom mm-hmm. and his uncle. And neither of them are saying anything. It's not like, you know, a LeVar Ball situation where <laughs> his family members are saying, he's only playing here. No one knows what he wants. No one knows what he's thinking. And back to Paul George, I mean, look at all the things that the Raptors have done for Kawhi. The Thunder didn't do that for Paul George, and he still didn't even take a meeting in L.A. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I guess it's my concern is not so much with the Lakers as it is with the Clippers, who seem like very much like on a wave, and it sucks. Like I hate all of this because I wasn't even able to enjoy like the Clippers coming back to beat the Warriors by from thirty one points down because it's just like oh well that's just another feather in LA's cap. God damn it! And like it's it's stupid. I hate it. I hate that I'm thinking this way. Um, and I, so yeah, while I agree that. Like, the sourcing on everything, obviously, is tricky, and Windhorse kind of um, contradicting himself by saying Kawhi is very unknowable and hard to read after saying that he wants to go be on the West Coast. Like, I agree that's that individual sort of instance is not something that I am putting a whole lot of, uh, or, like, lending a whole lot of credence to, I guess, but there's just... I I really want to be enjoying what's in the moment. It's and, and like I promise this is gonna be the last podcast where we talk about this for a while. I just feel like I wanted to talk about it because like I've had a lot of people like respond and stuff, you know, when I've talked about this Windhorse thing and people say, Yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy it in the moment and like I agree. I wanna do that too. But I guess it's just like the free agentification of the entire league where only every like anyone only ever wants to talk about how anything that happens in the season or in the playoffs has implications for the for the offseason and i get it because it's all about driving clicks and i understand that entirely um i i will be optimizing the search engine stuff on this podcast episode because of the desire for clicks i get it but it does kind of take away from the actual basketball on the court and I know it's probably easy for some people to just like turn that stuff off and just enjoy what's happening in the moment and I'm trying to as well and like I was certainly enjoying it all in the moment as it was happening on uh on whatever it was on Tuesday night as Kawhi was going out for 37 and completely punking the magic like I was just like cackling up on press row with everyone else who was up there cackling on press row and that was easy to enjoy and I guess it's just like the next day, anytime, any national media talks, which I get, again, I'm not like disparaging that for them for that because it's what they have to do. It's how they do make their money in and have their business. But like for the conversation to not be about how good Kawhi was and for it to, tra- you know, just like quickly dive into what his future is going to be. It, it is, I don't know, it's tough for me to really be in the moment and I, I'm just like I don't know do you have suggestions of how I should stay in the moment because uh, apparently I'm struggling with this a lot more than I thought I was going to be okay well first of all I don't think it's a bad thing that, that people don't want to talk about Kawhi and they only want to talk about his upcoming decision mm-hmm. because he is obviously not a media friendly person mm-hmm. so the more attention he gets the less he's going to like it mm-hmm. so if you're just going to talk about his decision okay that's something he can deal with for the next two, three months. But if you're talking about his game and you're having people come and actually watch him and, you know, pick apart his game the way that they do Kevin Durant, he's not going to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So keep talking about his decision. Don't talk about anything else. Leave Toronto alone. Leave Kawhi <laughs> alone. Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> and just let him do what he does and he's already proven himself to Toronto fans he's already proven himself to the league he's just yeah he deserves more recognition than he gets but if you're not going to give it to him I think that's totally fine with him mm-hmm. I mean could you imagine him in a media circus in LA yeah right now it's the Lakers but if he were to go to the Clippers it would be just the same yeah you know, keep up in the, keep him up here in the king of the north <laughs> where, where no one knows what's going on <laughs> yeah so I don't 
You have to worry. I think no publicity is good publicity when it comes to Kawhi. Yeah, that's fair. That, that's I, I get where you're coming from there for sure. And like, I'm sure. I don't know. I, I wonder what like it's gonna be like as the playoffs ramp up. I'm assuming the Raptors are gonna beat the Magic. I'm sorry, Orlando fans, but it's gonna happen. And I'm gonna guess five games because I think they figured it out. But um, like, I do think. It's going to be interesting whether or not, as the, as the stakes kind of ramp up and you get that second round bloodbath between the Raptors and Philly, presumably, um, if the basketball will take over and it'll just be about like, oh, look at these amazing teams going at each other, look how great this series is, or if it's going to be all about the grand implications of everything, which is... Oh, it's definitely going to be about, well, Kawhi's leaving. Well, Ben Simmons is a superstar. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> Kawhi's leaving. Ben Simmons is amazing. Like that's that's going to be the whole narrative. Oh god. I, I every year I'm like, get the playoffs here. I want the playoffs, and then the playoffs start. It's like, oh my god, I forgot about the takes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the takes. Good times. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because I think it's. I'm trying my very best to stay in the moment, and I, I think I'm going to just try to shut out all the other stuff. And even yesterday, I made jokes about shutting out all the other stuff, but I, like the more I think about it, it's like, oh, this is all I can think about. And I don't know. Have you, like, if he does leave, have you made your peace with that idea? And like, are you, are you going to be like excited about the next edition of the Raptors? Um, because like... I have been all along like, yeah, okay, Pascal Siakam's here next year, and Masai Ujiri is like the best guy at his job in the league, and uh, there's no reason for him to go chase a Lakers job because the Lakers are a shit show, and uh, so I'd assume he's going to be here for the long haul as well, and unless he gives him all the agency he wants to do his charity stuff and everything, there's no reason for him to leave either, so like, I should feel confident about what the next phase of the Raptors is going to look like. Um, albeit a little like melancholic because it probably means the end of like Kyle and Serge and some other guys and like Danny Green I bet would not be back if Kawhi left just because um, that might be a lot to sort of invest in someone who's in their 30s for a team that's not going to go and win a title or anything like that but I had made my peace with it and then I saw what Kawhi is in the playoffs and now I'm like oh my god if he leaves it's going to be despair (laughs) I, I like, where are you at with, like, sort of, are you okay if he does leave and you have sort of made your peace with it? Or is it going to be just, like, a fresh round of heartbreak for for you and Raptors fans alike? I mean, I'm at peace with it. Yeah. It gives us, if he does leave, it gives us one more team to cheer for. I mean, up until this season, right, it was Raptors yeah. because of the Raptors and the Pelicans because they had the King Cake baby. Mm-hmm. And now we have, we cheer for the Raptors because they're amazing. We can cheer for the Grizzlies because they're all ex-Raptors. We can cheer for the Spurs because of Damar and Yak. And if if Kawhi leaves, that gives us one more team to cheer for. It was exhausting and boring when every year the finals were Cleveland and Golden State. Mm-hmm. And now like we've got a much higher percent chance of having at least one team to cheer for in at least conference finals. So, if, And there's nothing we can do if he leaves. Mm-hmm. Like You can be sad about it. And that's about it. That's the extent of what you can do. You can't, like, sign a petition. You can't do anything <laughs> like that. So if he leaves, he leaves. But I, I just don't see it happening. That's uh, well said, But actually. that just might be blind optimism, and I might come unglued when it actually happens. So stay tuned. 
That's the thing about fandom, man. The fan condition is hard to predict. It's just gonna like bite you in the ass one day. It's like, oh yeah, no, I'm sad about this now. Yeah, I I, I thought I was over Patrick Patterson, but as he's gone, I think I'm a little bit sad. <laughs> and it takes until he's an unplayable uh, unplayable wretch for me to not feel sad about that anymore. <laughs> I still can't believe that he is a Raptor, and I know it's like we're already in the first round of playoffs, but I'm still like catching myself. In the middle of doing mundane tasks, going, oh my god, Kawhi Leonard is a Toronto Raptor. Yeah, that was the thing I really was struck by, um, like, watching that game on Tuesday, Game 2. And, like, for that game, I was very much in the moment, as I said, as I mentioned. Like, it was just like, oh my god, this Kawhi, he's so good. And even in Game 1, like, he didn't have an amazing game by any means. He had a great start and then a really good finish and kind of a soft middle where he was not all that present, but... Like, he hits the three late in game one, and then he hits the baseline jumpers to tie it, and it's like, oh my god, this guy, like, this guy hits these goddamn shots like they're nothing. And it and seems like he can kind of just... Toronto. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like he can kind of just turn it on whenever he wants. And, like, he was talking after the game about how he was in foul trouble, and it's like, yeah, I just decided I wouldn't foul anymore. And it's like, and he's like, I just, you know, decided I had to play as perfectly as I could. And it's like, you can just decide to play perfectly? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Um, so yeah, that's the easy stuff to enjoy. And maybe as we see more of it, it'll become just like so overwhelming that it's just like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to enjoy this as it's happening. Cause this is like a supernova that you might not ever see again. And if you do see it again, maybe that'll just be gravy. Like any year beyond, maybe that's the way for me to sort of make my peace with it is to just say, this is the year that it was all for any year beyond this, because Raptors fans aren't supposed to have nice things for a long time. Any year beyond this is gravy, and maybe that's how I can sell myself on not thinking about the future and just sort of enjoying what this is now. Because what this is now is amazing, and exactly, it's like, different. I think Raptor right now. So just enjoy him being a Raptor right now, whether it's for another three games or for the rest of his career. You know, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a Raptor right now. It's amazing to watch right now. The players around him are developing better because he's a raptor right now Mm -hmm. and whatever the next chapter is it's going to be that regardless of what we think so we just have to kind of go along for the ride and support our team no matter what unless they tank (laughs) yeah uh yeah i'm not here for tanking tanking's bad but i don't think messiah is i don't think kyle is so no i mean the, the entire era of this team was born out of deciding not to tank I mean, they were exactly. going. They were gonna tank, but then they let it play out, and lo and behold, it became okay. Um, it's so messed up to think that Kawhi's on this team, and Marcus Saul, and Danny Green, and everything else about it. It's just absurd. It's a really, really fun team, and I, yeah, Kelsey, thank you. I think you've talked me out of worrying <laughs> about glad. the future. And I don't think you have to worry about Danny Green leaving either. I mean, he's been coming to Toronto for ten years every summer anyway. Yeah, he loves it here. Yeah. And he's already got ring, right? So yeah, he's got the Yahoo paycheck. Yeah, Maybe exactly. he'll take a, a lesser <laughs> contract to stay here. And he's got the recognition and the appreciation that he deserves that he didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to stay where his bread is buttered and he's loved. And he got a dog that he named, was it a dog or a snake? One of them's named Jon Snow. Yes, he's a snake named Jon Snow. Yes, he's a snake named Jon Snow. So don't worry about Danny Green leaving. <laughs> Uh, I won't worry about that either. Uh, all right.
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Do you have any other parting shots before we wrap this thing up, Kelsey? Or where uh, your feelings go? Like where, so you said you had a little bit of anxiety going out of game one and going into game two. Where were you, like, has your confidence level stayed the same that they're going to win the series across the entire week or so that we've played two goddamn games? Which, like, by the way, these two days between games is bullshit, and I hate it. Um, Isn't it exhausting? God, it sucks. I just, like, I, I'm, I feel like I've watched, like, the Nuggets and Spurs play five games. I know they've played it's three. Not but, same. Yeah. Every night I'm, oh, Nuggets, Spurs. Oh, <laughs> again. Okay. It's the longest series ever. Um, yeah, so I've like the the extra days have not helped with like the thinking about other things other than the actual basketball. That's for damn sure. Um, but like, has, has your confidence level kind of maintained across the entire series, or is it like fluctuated based on the result of the previous game? Well, I think I was pretty confident going into it, but like you, I thought it was going to be a sweep, and then game one was like, oh wait, this is we're still Raptors. We're still one <laughs> Raptors. But then game two, I mean, there was no answer for from Orlando for anything that the Raptors did. And, I mean, you don't really have any elite defenders in Orlando anyway now that Jonathan Simmons is gone. So mm. I think that game two showed what can be done and what needs to be done. And I think it's going to be, you know, smooth sailing from here on out. But I also – there's also that little – piece of your heart that goes yeah but we're still the raptors <laughs> but no I'm, I'm pretty confident it's raps in five or six yeah i'm feeling pretty good too uh what's the f- spread for tonight i know it was ten and a half for game two and people were like oh that seems like a lot uh and then they covered <laughs> it by a whole lot um well that's the thing too i mean of all the first game upsets and there were a lot we lost by three, right? Yeah, it was definitely the least resounding upset win, for sure. Yeah, and it was the lowest point differential in, like, every single game. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of, like, I used that one to talk myself down from the ledge a little bit going into game two, and it seemed to work for me, so. Right now, the Raptors are five-point favorites. That seems low. That seems really low, but. Yeah. I mean, the home court obviously gives some edge. Like, Indiana's a favorite over Boston tonight in their game. That feels fraught. Um, But, yeah, I I will say the Raptors will win in cover. I'm feeling pretty good. They're a good-ass team. They're a good-ass team. They are, and they deserve it. And if they don't win, they don't deserve it. Yeah, fair enough. Point blank. If you can't beat the Magic, you don't deserve to move on to the second round. No offense, Magic. You're doing great. But it's just not your time. Yeah. And, like, I, I I do kind of think the course correction happened in game two. And it's very similar to the Sixers series, I think. And a couple people have made the point, like, the Raptors did not play a meaningful game for, like, a month before the playoffs. The Magic played only meaningful games. Like, I'm not shocked it took a game True, for the Raptors yeah. to sort of acclimatize. Like, oh, these guys are trying really hard, and we have been coasting. 
and I think game two was kind of a sign. And I, yeah, I, the third quarter of game two is like one of my favorite Raptors quarters ever, I think. It was just so delightful. Like Gasol and Kawhi scored the first 11 points. I wrote all about this actually for Raptors HQ and how like the dad energy those two just like exude is fantastic. They're just like, oh yeah, no, we, we've been here, guys. It's okay. And um, so yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Kelsey, I'm feeling pretty good about this podcast. This was great. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Um, not at the moment, no. Yeah, uh, hire Kelsey to write for you because Kelsey rules um, if you're in the market for extremely good basketball writing and culture writing and everything. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out because I'm sure you will not be a free agent for long, Kelsey. Oh, thank you. Sure. <laughs> uh, That's it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. Find Kelsey at Kelsey underscore lately. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Himalaya. And uh, that's going to do it, I think. Thanks so much to everyone for tuning in. Enjoy Game 3. Enjoy Super Sports Night. Don't fight over who's watching the game in the square because guess what? You can watch it for free elsewhere or or just enjoy the free thing that they're showing in the fucking square. And this doesn't need to be the territorial <laughs> thing. Um, also, go to, play, to go to a place that has chairs, maybe, and sit down to watch the game. That's also fun and recommended. Um, but I'm not going to get... I've gotten into this thing on the podcast like three years in a row. Just stop being babies about the square. It's free. And don't complain about free stop stuff. Stop complaining about free things. Exactly. It's absurd. Anyway, I feel so, bla- like, so bad for Blake Murphy whenever he sends that tweet. Sometimes I'll just read his mentions uh, for that, that tweet where he's like, yep, they're splitting the square, Leafs and Raptors tonight. And I'll, I just feel so bad for him that I like send him words of encouragement because <laughs> the mentions are exhausting because people are way too territorial about this stuff. You can enjoy both teams. They're both fun and good. And even if you are not a hockey fan per se, there's still a certain energy to having the Leafs in the playoffs that adds to the entire feeling of the city. And that is all I'm going to say on that. And so enjoy Super Sports Good Friday, and hopefully your ulcers aren't too, too uh, pronounced by the end of the day. And we will talk to you again Saturday morning to break down Game 3 with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 